Bold, brave, and beautiful warriors, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast where we at Women to Warriors are all about energizing, encouraging, equipping, and empowering you, woman warrior, for your eternal purpose. And today we are combining um, or continuing uh, our podcast, Spirit, Heart, Mind, and Body, with uh, part four with my hubby, my hot, hunky hubby. So um, we um, have been doing several of these on um, the Spirit, Heart, Mind, and Body. And if you want to check out other podcasts, you can do that. For the body, we talked about fitness and nutrition. The spirit, we talked about how we each, you know, um, equip ourselves in the spirit realm um, and way. And the heart about giving. Um, and it, I was just telling you about different passions he has. And it's just always neat to hear somebody else's perspectives and how they live their life. And since he is very much a part of my life, I wanted to share with all of you as well, my um, who I call my incredible hawk, most hunky hubby. Um, and so in that, without further ado, let's go ahead and join my hubby on this podcast. So this is uh, my smoky hot hubby, my hunky hot <laughs> hubby, uh, joining us. Um, thank you so much, babe, for doing this. We are in part of four of the Spirit, Heart, Mind, and Body. And today we're going to talk about the mind and how we are to be transformed by the mind um, and not be conformed by the mind. And so in that, um, I also share uh, with our listeners about even how we need to be masters of our mind and not let our minds be masters of us. Um, we have a lot of background noise on your end, sweetheart. Can't be, Mindy. I'm in a silent room. Okay. So anyway... So- well, um, should I leave it? Should we try to reconnect? Because I'm no, not we're even good. Moving we're good. Yet. And I see what your name. You can't be doing this name thing on there because I have to change that. <laughs> <laughs> that was subliminal advertising. <laughs> Hopefully, I never forget to change that. Okay, so he named himself on here, y'all. But I can't. I can't even repeat it. It's like so high schoolish. I don't even want to repeat it. But anyway. So anyway, <laughs> that's it. That you. It reminds me when our twenties. You were so funny. So in that, we're today we're talking about the mind, and um, with the mind comes a lot of things. Uh, the mind is how Satan controls us. He sends the fiery darts, arrows, uh, swords, whatever he can come up with to sabotage us in our minds. And that's the way he enters in. Um, and so then when he gets through our mind, then that's how it's infiltrated everywhere else. So in that, um, my husband has been amazing. He's somebody that's been really challenged with the mind, and he's got, he has been, been training himself for a long time in different ways and how he's trained his mind and most recently is training his mind in a new way so i'm gonna let him go ahead and share in that um and so go go ahead doug uh, uh do you want me to talk about the new way the old way like what do you want me yeah to talk for about? sure like what i mean how you've been the trained history and how of you've it? Been, okay. yes that'd be great yeah so um back in my college days i was introduced to like really using your mind um, and visualization uh, to, to power lift. And that really changed how I physically performed from there, all out, there on out. Um, so there was a real process to that. And now, you know, that's progressed through, well, I did that in engineering school. You know, I've used this for a lot of different things. And I'm now using it to kind of self-analyze myself of why do I get frustrated? What is the root cause of that? And part of that has led me to this downsizing mission that we're on to just to eliminate um, just any burdens from my life. And the more and more I look around me, these materialistic things are burdens and it does clutter our minds from 
getting to where we need to be. I mean, we're constantly surrounded by distractions and I'm great at that. I always have music. I always have pot consuming, consuming, and that's just a distraction as well. Mm. Um, so I'm working through that part of my mind now. Good. That's good. And so it's definitely not a light switch. I mean, it took me a couple of years to really see the benefits of visualization and turning that into strength gains. And, um, but when it happened, it was very evident. You know what I mean? I never missed a lift ever in a competition, which was because I, I visualized it prior. You know what I mean? I actually saw myself doing this, feeling the weight of very, ex really experiencing it prior to going in there. And we can do that in all aspects of our life, but it's not a, again, you don't just read a book and do it. it this is something like anything It takes work and it's an effort to, to change any pattern and changing the patterns of your mind is a really tr tough one. It's, you know, anytime there's stress, you want to go back to your old patterns, your default mode. Well, every 10 seconds, we get a new thought. And so just think about that. You know, if we're getting a thought every 10 seconds, then we're going to consistently, we can either go down the track of the negative or the positive with that thought. Right. And then we just let it right. snowball from there. Right. Yeah. Right. So back in your college years, what was the technique or what was the training that you actually did? Um, just really visualizing um, what I was going to do physically in the gym prior to going to the gym. Like I would visualize basically every set, every rep, how that weight felt. I mean, I closed my eyes and actually go through the workout. And when I started doing that, I started noticing improvements that translated over mm. a couple of years. Actually, within a year, I put 100 pounds on my bench press. And mm. most of that was done through visualization and some different training techniques, no doubt. But harnessing my mind, and even now in the gym, I believe, and maybe you can back me up on this, Mindy, but I have an intensity that's kind of contagious. I really believe I can outwork anybody in the gym at 52 years old. And most of the, my training partners are between 30 and, what, maybe 42 years old. And my goal is to always outwork them. And that's definitely a mental game because you're pushing through a lot of pain, a lot of just different things to do that, right? But Absolutely. you're you can take control of your mind, you know, for sure. Right. Yeah, we just don't like know the other our, day. Our capabilities. Just like the other day when we were at the gym and you just had to with one arm put 150 pounds on one arm and do a single arm bench press. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive, I will say. <laughs> no i'm just kidding but that was a challenge for me and yeah. i look at the i look at the weight as a it tool and tool, right right and i in that particular movement i i need a very my tools are very large right but to me too that part of that was too many to motivate one of my workout partners to perform higher and he had done a weight that same day that he never did before and he was talking himself out of it i just said why are you going to try it if you don't believe you can do it? I mean, I have this discussion with this gentleman about you got to believe it before you do it. You know what I mean? And then he sees me do it with one arm and he believes he can do it with two arms. So he tries it and he can do it. Right. But he had already talked himself out prior and change of attitude. Um, and if I wasn't there, he wouldn't even attempted it. Right. So that's all a mental game in the gym and to change your body or to change anything in your life takes a lot of effort. It's not just a one-time effort. This is a learn. I mean, I've been learning this for what now that I've been out of college 20 years since 99. So I've been working on that. So I'm very good at that in the gym in certain aspects of my life when I focus on work or gym, but I'm trying to do that 
in, in the spiritual way with God. You know what I mean? And that's kind of my last frontier. What do you mean by that? Well, I think that's where the real bliss and happiness comes. I mean, there's some satisfaction of going in the gym and performing and pushing your body to an extent, but then life goes right back to normal. And, you know, we're just surrounded by noise and I want to get to where I eliminate the noise. And in my life, it's that always wanting more, always striving, always thinking that financial success is success. And now really having kind of, I feel in my mind, I've, I've got some good financial success, nothing unreal, but to where we could have what, pretty much what we want within our lifestyle but now i don't really there's nothing we talked about this today there's nothing i want i don't want for anything right now except to get rid of everything i've wanted in the past you know right 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 yes yes we still are we still have things to pay for and things to accomplish before our next level of dreaming goes or whatever our next level of adulting goes so you said something that really um i want to point out to everybody is that you know, you were talking about your training partner and how your training partner couldn't believe that he could do something. And that's the same way with, with biblically, um, you know, we, we believe, believing activates faith. If we can't believe it, we're not going to have faith. So which that's, that, that's that, you know what I mean? Moment when you said that, that's just that's where I wanted to remind people of that, that if you don't believe, then you're not going to have the faith that you need. So, um, so you helped him in that. So that's really commendable. So you didn't have a program per se that you followed or you did have a program, but did somebody give this program to you? Was this a well, college? Met, like, how did you originally do this program? Yeah, it was interesting. I got to meet with uh, a professor that was working on his PhD at Ohio State, and he taught me his technique. And then he actually wrote a book and interviewed me and several other athletes from different walks of life for this book. So he, I would meet with him a couple times a week, almost like a a psychology session and he would help me visualize and walk me through what I was doing as far as the weights and seeing, you know what I mean? Just that practice of visualization. Gotcha. And then, okay. So then um, skip ahead. You went through school and everything and did that through powerlifting. Is that pretty much all you used it for? Or did you use it for other things too? I definitely used it for, uh, materialistic gains like business gains I would you know like even like with what we're doing right now with our downsizing I'm already visualizing what life will be like so I, I'm you know what I mean I'm already can feel that bliss and that goal oh, okay um okay so I still do in that part of my life I'm good but I, I haven't been good in self-control for instance I've had a real struggle with controlling my temper my mm-hmm. whole life and that's mm-hmm. one of these things where I'm looking inside myself now and saying Okay, when I get frustrated with you, for instance, am I really frustrated with you and your actions or what inside of me, you're just doing what is right for you? Why does that frustrate me? Like, um, so I'm really just trying to do a lot of self-reflection and that's where I feel I'm still weak in my mind is in self-control. And part of that self-control is I've given up the materialistic things and that was definitely a lack of self-control, wanting, wanting, wanting and figuring out a way to earn enough to get it. You know what I mean? And I've always been successful in that. And that's kind of like the physical thing. I've always figured out a way, whether I'm injured, hurting, don't feel like it, to get to the gym and pursue that physical quest. Because I do believe our body's a temple. And I'm not saying my whole physical quest has been with that belief. Um, It's been, I've always wanted to be healthy, but I've always had an ego. I've always wanted to look good for you or my spouse or who, you know what I mean? There's definitely some ego driven in there. 
mm-hmm. and I'm trying not to have mm-hmm. that in my life now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to lead by intensity and showing people that we have levels that we, we never tap into because we never, most Americans are always comfortable. It, very rarely do we put our, ourselves in an uncomfortable situation on purpose. And we are called for, <coughs> we are called not to become, whoa, we are called not to be comfortable. You know what I mean? There's nowhere well, does it say, oh, be comfortable. Correct. No. And where do you learn? All your We're lessons, warriors. <laughs> all your lessons are learned when you're most uncomfortable. I mean, you learn the most about yourself. and Absolutely. I, so Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not afraid of uncomfortable situations. I, I, and that's where people feel like God is with them the most is when they're going through these times. But really, he's with us all the time, even in the times that... Um, we're blissfully running through a field it feels like and the sun's shining and the bunnies are hopping beside us he's there too but it's just like but why do we consistently go to the negative and the bad times and like expect him to be there even more than anybody is he's always there comforting us and so in that i think in the good times we we give ourselves credit for the good times and in the bad times yes true we don't we pride we think god can save us from the the bad times right like you know, the, I mean, yeah, we need to be thankful in both. And even in the bad times, right. there's always good that comes out. Of it. I mean, everything has good qualities and we have to look for that and everything. And we get just so, but again, it's selfishness. We, we look at the negatives because and, it's and selfishness. Conditions. Correct. We're conditioned. And, yeah. and our minds are being conditioned, y'all. I mean, we are being so fiercely conditioned. It goes from government to education to, uh, you know, marketing. Uh, advocate yeah advertising marketing we have been so conditioned like okay so this is how conditioned we've been okay so my daughter this is just a simple thing of just how i was thinking about it. she was leaving and she's like um she was telling me that this something and something didn't match her boots or whatever and i and i said and she's like that doesn't even look good and i'm like oh my gosh like she looked so cute with her outfit and it's just a minor example and i'm like <laughs> who told you that didn't who told you that that wasn't me Okay, dude, you are so noisy from drinking to coughing. Like, you got are you on like hyper medicine today or something or hey, what? Edit this. Okay, oh, there's your banging. You're banging. What? Everything that you say about me is really reflecting <laughs> back on you. It's like the mirror image. They're witnessing our mirror image. But anyway, she looked super cute when she laughed. And as you know, you witnessed. And she was worried about that. And I said, girl, I said, who told you how to dress and what to wear? You can wear what you want to wear. Obviously, be modestly dressed is how we raise our girls. We want them to be modestly dressed as well as myself. But wear what you want to wear. If you want to wear white pants in winter, like, who told you that? So Doug and I are just, like, in this perspective of, like, we've been so conditioned in our mind that people put so many gates, boundaries, rules, so many things on us. Like, we're imploding in our own selves. And not to be these, like, rebel hippies or whatever. Um, thank you for that, Ty. But um, <laughs> it's so intensified in my ears, too. Turn, but anyway. <laughs> turn, turn down your volume. But hold on. But we've also conditioned our daughters, Mindy. I mean, you've always been a fashion yes. nut. And so they've learned it from yes. you, um, just like yes. you learned it from your mother. I'm very guilty as charged. Very guilty this is not, charged. I mean, I'm just speaking, like, we call each other out on everything. And I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying our daughters, but we all come up and we try to meet these expectations that are unrealistic. And I mean, like you said, nobody's looking at her out. I mean, they just, she has a beauty about her and we get hung up on being marketed. Like got to keep up with the new fashion trend. We got to keep up with the new phone. Like, you know what I mean? You get your phone. Yeah. But for my own mind, for my own mind and the weird as shallow as this all sounds. And and then you're saying that, like I've literally sat in my, to my closet and looked at my clothes and literally y'all, I have like three or four, three closets of clothes and hundreds of shoes. And it's just, this is my, my, my 
addiction for a while and handbags. But anyway, long story <laughs> short, um, <laughs> I stare at those. I can tell you that in my mind has been paralyzed staring at my closet and either thinking I have nothing to wear. That's how bad it was. Or going oh, yeah. to the fact of I don't know how to combine any clothes like right now. And I and I've been doing fashion. I love fashion since I was a kid. And um, and so I know that I can put anything together in a minute. And and I just enjoy that. It's just it's a joy to have to put people together, to put things together. It's a joy for me. But to stand there and have that paralyzation because my mind, I've let my mind be overtaken by the enemy. As we're talking about the mind, that's like a minor thing that I've gone through in my past, which is so silly sounding coming out of my mouth now, but it doesn't matter. It's something I struggled with because I was so conditioned from, like you said, my mom and, 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 and her family. I mean, good gracious. I could tell my grandmother's stories, stories about my grandmother and how she, I can see it trickle down to my mom, to me, to my daughters, do you know? So. Yep. Just, and I'm conditioned the same way. I mean, building a ridiculous vehicle, right? My dad was very much into cars and custom cars. And here I am, The op- I mean, the same thing for me with that Jeep as you are with your clothes, you know what I mean? I, so I'm definitely calling myself out on things as well. Yes, and that's a good realization for us since the wake up call and it's the transformation that we're having, like, right? Because we're consistently supposed to keep on moving forward. And so we're, we don't want to be blind to things this world. And that's why we're getting rid of the distractions. And so in our spirit, heart, mind, and body, Doug and I are just like really holding ourselves accountable to this as warriors. And that's what this whole thing is about. And so in that, we're, we're, we're holding ourselves accountable in the spiritual realm, like, we're definitely reading our Bibles. And, you know, we found a faith-based church that preaches exclusively the Bible straight up, straight up, straight up word. Amen. Okay. So I had that moment. And so, um, and so then, and, and then our own Bible time and our own praise and worship time and dot, dot, dot. And then with our hearts, we're giving and, and, and giving back, giving however we can give our hearts away, even if it's just spending time with a couple for an hour, like hanging with them and just mentoring or just hanging with them, or it's giving to the homeless, which is a huge passion for Doug and I and helping, um, single women and mamas or like our minds and how we're transforming them. And now like this new cool thing that we're doing that we're uh decluttering our house it started within january when we went through this daniel warrior fast where i challenged my my women tribe to give away one thing a day for the next 10 days and i challenged myself 10 but then when my ladies amped it up and said we're about i'm going to do 50 and i was like oh i can't let her beat me because i'm a i'm a competitive person and i'm like so now i i have this i have literally thousand now but downstairs in my basement still has not moved from my from my basement but anyway, um, but it's still all packed up, ready to go, that these are things we got rid of. So Doug and I just came to this realization that we need to live more biblically even this way, too. Like, we are, we have way too much stuff. We are, we're, we're hoarders for our own sort, sense of the word hoarders. Like, you don't, you're not going to find us on a TV show because we hide it well. It's in our basement. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't have anything. We. But we. We. But, we have a collection of things. We are a team. We are one flesh. We are one honey. We are one body. Don't they? Don't remember. My sisters come up against you now because my sisters are going to side me on this one. You get married, you're one. So everything is we. There's no I. So in that, that doesn't mean that we, though, you can come into my closet and just get rid of my stuff. That's that's the only thing that's separation well, here. <laughs> I've certainly enjoyed all the and shoes and purses. I know. And I will model them for you anytime mm. you want. But, and the second second thing is, in respect, I'm not going to go set a fire to your trailer either. <laughs> Although I've fought it, believe me. Just to, And I've thought about my own basement. Like, it's so much simpler. No, no, I'm just thinking, because I think of it, it'd be so much simpler to completely, like, let it go that way. Or, like, okay, so here's a perfect example. 
four years ago or three years ago, we had a flood in our basement, right? We went out of town, came back, our basement was flooded. So we collectively went through and itemized everything on that list of what was in our basement, okay? And got payment back for it. And the, and this and we got a good settlement from it, from that. It was, you know, it was the city's fault and da da da. But I don't know how, I don't even know. It was, in, it was through the city, but not through the city, whatever, insurance company, whatever. And in that, because I felt very justified, like all my stuff was ruined. I mean, we had a lot of really good, I mean, we do have a basement. We do have a lot of things down there that are very good memories and things like that. But just in the whole sense of this, we got everything replaced and taken care of. But a lot of things weren't, right? Because they're memories or whatever. But in that whole sense, just looking back now on the outside of this picture, like, wow, did I have to go and purchase all those things to replace the things we had? Like, why didn't I just like invest the money somewhere else? But we did. We replaced a lot of those things um, or maybe bought more things. Who knows? But I, I quite often remind myself of this VeggieTales movie, which please, if you're, if you're a mama, you want to show your child this movie. But anything to do with VeggieTales is adorable. But Madame Blueberry, where she buys all these things and is a shopaholic and then her house ends up well, I shouldn't tell you, but her house, don't tell your kids the end of the story, but the house ends up falling because she's so overwhelmed by all of her stuff. So really it's this mind over matters, this mind thing that we just have to not, I, I was feeling insufficient in areas within myself. I was paying attention uh, to my conditionings of my past and it's made me who part of this. And so now Doug and I are in this great venture, fun venture of decluttering, de, uh, pulling everything out of our lives really and just really saying is this a want or a need how do i need this do i want this in my future if i died today uh, or tomorrow would somebody want to dump, d take care of my stuff so um and it's really extreme but he and i are extremists and we love kind of challenges and this is a new way to challenge ourselves so our minds are really being challenged right now would you say babe uh, yeah i would think so yeah and so what kind of ways have you been decluttering and getting rid of things through your mind even in that because you said you're visualizing it so what kind of things well, are you I mean, looking to I, do i've pretty much eliminated social media like from just the nonsense of before the election i got pretty wrapped up in all the nonsense of the world and uh i try to just listen to christian perspectives on you know like uh what's going on in the world and keep what i'm listening to and watching to a, a limited amount and my goal is to spend like we talked more time mm. outside uh just connecting with the world and nature you know that to me that's you, you feel good from that we just struggle a lot of times to make the time we we talked about our hikes too we're on a, a mission instead of just saying we let's take this much time and sit and not worry about how far we get but enjoy it and, you know what i mean just kind of changing the way we look at things that's a mindset change to me no absolutely absolutely And so where are you at on the journey right now? Like, um, where do you feel like, because I was going to ask you just even about the anger and so forth. Like, okay, so you originally, you tapped into talking about that. So we're going to open that one up because that's something that you've been challenged with and how to change your mind over that. So one of your nicknames we call you is the um, Incredible Hawk, but there's many positive reasons too. But the negative was because the anger, because you know what happens, you completely transform into another being and it's a being that you say to me and you've said to me i don't remember what i've said to you i don't remember the situation it's like a tornado went through and you have no recollection well, of it um and then um, that's what you used to say then maybe i think you did start have those realizations i think god made you very aware so go no, ahead and tell me what right you'd like now, to say. I, you know it's hard for me to remember all the details of where to get to where i'm at but right now uh, uh, the most elevated i feel my temper gets right now is just some frustration and 
I'm really just trying to evaluate it as it comes to my mind, but I've also been way more transparent with you and not allow things just to build up over time and hold little grudges or, um, and just let them build up, build up, build up till I explode. That's been the pattern of my whole life. And, um, now I just either address them or really look at myself that the problem is me. It's not you. And what, what is the frustration? So I'm just catching myself really early in that process. And, um, just trying to be more peaceful about things. And um, we're not saying it's okay. It's not okay to be, I mean, we're not saying you can't be angry because you can be angry, but you just don't want to sin in your anger. Right. And so if Doug can be angry, but he needs to walk away or I need to walk away or he doesn't need to spew on me or I don't need to spew on him. And so that's what we're just claiming is that that's part of the self-control. And one of the fruit of the spirits is the self-control. And that's part of it too, is like controlling your anger, not giving it vomiting on someone else and so that's something he's learned over these years because he was a learned behavior from his father and watched growing up and then he had his first marriage and it was definitely two firecrackers being together just just saying from the perspective outside looking in <laughs> and then just us being married within that and her being a part of our life in that way this i mean you know you both are two like two sticks of dynamite so it just you know with you both in that in that sense I got a little nervous because I felt like I had to be a mediator because I wasn't around anger didn't wasn't used to anger didn't know what anger was in that sense other than my first husband would have outs of it but he would go outside and go work and be come back in and be like I'm feeling better now or he'd go out in other ways and come back and be like hey I'm feeling better now you know what I mean so I don't I wasn't part of that and my daddy wasn't an angry person. He's a, a kind soul that just, you know, wasn't. So I didn't really see it. So with you, I, I got like, whoa, a moment. That's why you got that incredible hawk name quite fast because you turned green, brown, and all colors. <laughs> and they weren't rainbow. <laughs> so in that, I learned a lot because, you know, y'all, you're married. I mean, you learn so much about yourself in marriage. And I know that's why God put us together, man and woman. I know that's why, because I mean, we're supposed to be spurring each other on and, and each of us as we're building and growing and molding to, together as separate and apart and with God, we're being also wrestled up against each other like sandpaper because it's meant to be that way so that we can sharpen each other. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure you could talk about metals and certain metals and what works, you know, and sharpens and makes the other sharper or whatever in that. And so that's what we're doing is we're constantly re being refined. And so in that with being married, Oh, it totally refines you. Totally yeah. refines you. Um, I told one of my friends um, the other day, she was, um, or was made a little bit longer than the other day, but she's living with a girlfriend roommate and they're not girlfriends. They're just friends that are best friends. And they're just living together for a little bit. And I told her, I said, Hey, you know, we were talking about in the beginning of it. I said, Hey, just remind yourself, this is preparing you for your future husband because how you're going to, your attitude, everything you're going to do in this relationship that you have living there with your girlfriend, best friend, um, anyway, uh, is going to prepare you for parts of what could be with your husband. It'll teach you your selfishness. It'll teach you your happiness, your joy. It'll teach you so many things. Well, the other day, she's like, you know what? When you told me that, she's like, I didn't really understand it then, but I understand it now what you're saying. And you're right. It was preparing me. And so you're not really prepared then to till because the men is a totally different gender but in the whole sense of it it's just you really are working with another person a human being and so when you and i are together blending ourselves blending our characters our marriage becoming that one flesh we really have to be selfless and we're learning that and i appreciate you saying that like that you're recognizing that and having this self-awareness more so than you've ever had and just yesterday you pointed out you're like mindy it's just amazing how 
everything with us is aligning so perfectly from our spiritual to our minds, to our hearts, our bodies. And of course our bodies always have, cause we've always been in fitness. And I'm like, baby, yes, of course it is. And you're like, you're like, and I'm like, and then you're like, it's, it's gotta be God. And I'm like, yeah, it is God. Like, cause this is something I know personally I've been praying for forever and, and that you and I would start and end with God. Like everything starts and ends with God. And so this is like my dream come true y'all. And I have married the, my Prince charming, like he's going to be, he's amazing. And so in that it was worth every bit of the nine, 10 years we've been together to get to this point now, because three and a half years ago, I had to change my own heart through this because my own heart was at a really dark place because I was broken coming into a marriage, you know, that was bringing baggage and all that kind of stuff. And so it took three and a half years for you to really see this in me for you to make that own transformation for yourself. I mean, being that we're married and all and connected and it's that one flesh thing. And so now we're just like, I just feel like a really cool warrior, super couple baby with you. I feel really empowered because you and I are just like more and more meshing together. And it's just going to really help. Well, the kingdom really essentially, because two are stronger together, because if you would give us three and a half years ago, and what if I decided in the fork in the road to make that other decision, we wouldn't be together. And that'd be two more people lost to the kingdom. And so of course, Satan was throwing that battle up in our faces with his best army and best weapons. And so we beat him. That doesn't mean we're not going to have to go through more hurdles and battles, because of course, that's life, right? We're not meant to be comfortable but in that we went fiercely through it so i want to thank you and here's your my standing ovation because you battled through too and now look where we're at like i'm so excited and proud of us in a non-prideful way that us and god got us through this because we did nothing without him nothing without him so i'm super proud of you too babe because you put the work in too and every day you got to keep putting the work in because there has to be a consistency So, and that's your mind too, your mind consistently changing and reforming and redirecting it. And like I said, every 10 seconds, your mind has a new thought. So we have two warriors keep transforming and remo- renewing our minds to so go back onto the right track of thoughts. So is there anything else you want to no. wrap up and say, baby, before no, uh, we I'm end with sure. our mind here? All right, good. Well, thank you so much for sharing about what things that you've done. And I'm super proud of you. You've healed in a lot of ways, but also you're also uh, a great example to the men. We have male tribes, uh, men to warriors, and you're a great lead and example for them. And just even seeing your transformation through them to them seeing it with you, it just is incredible. And that's what this is about. Like we're supposed to be transparent so that people can see Jesus in us. And of course he gets all the glory. So thanks, babe. I love you. Thank you. And I will appreciate you. Even more so when we get off this recording. (laughs) Well, Warriors, that was a fabulous interview with my hubby. I'm so excited that he was sharing about his mind today and how and what things have empowered him in helping his mind get stronger. And it really, it all just keeps pointing back to God. The more consistent we spend with time with God, the more consistent we stay fired up for his word. Warriors, I can't express enough how your spirit, heart, mind, and body will forever be transformed and changed. But it is, it's an ongoing battle. We have to keep slaying. And definitely you can slay that with God, but we can also with each other. So thank you so much for joining us, Women to Warriors, and our podcast and being a part of any of our social media. We are so thankful to have you as our sisters. And please also, any of these husband ones, um, we're going to start a little series, Doug and I are on this anyway, and share with your husbands because any way we can help, that is what this is all about, us helping each other in this amazing kingdom here that God's given us and bring back. So until the day Jesus comes back and, and comes back to this earth, we're going to be t- continuously slaying life together. All right. Stay fierce, be fierce, get fierce.
fierce warriors.